0: This is an RNZ podcast.
1: I don't think it's sustainable to have more fragmented, smaller scale players in an industry that is a high cost to participate. And if the market's not growing. So unless New Zealand starts a breeding program and we get a whole lot more consumers, or unless we get a whole lot more businesses that are willing to advertise, then the market is what it is. That was the chief executive of
2: TVNZ, Kevin Kenrick, on Media Watch last weekend, talking to us about how hard it is to make money in today's media market. Though, as we'll hear, others in the media now say his company is one major reason why it is what it is. Last weekend on Media Watch, we also heard from Michael Boggs, Kevin Kenrick's counterpart at the media company NZME, which owns the New Zealand Herald and roughly half of the country's radio stations. And both media bosses said it was getting tougher to fund their journalism, which they insisted was still a core part of their businesses, but an increasingly vulnerable part. And in saying all that, both were also keenly aware that the government and its current Minister of Broadcasting and Digital Media is right now pondering a new strategy for public media funding, one that's under a lot of wraps as things stand. Indeed, ever since Chris Farfoy got the job as minister, news media companies have been telling him they need government help.
1: Last December, Chris Farfoy told Media Watch this. Um, we've got traditional funding um, uh, of public media um, via New Zealand On Air um, to the likes of Radio New Zealand which are on now um, but the media is changing uh, and I think we shouldn't cut ourselves off to at least having conversations about how do we make sure that the kind con- content that we care about gets in front of New Zealanders to watch, read and listen to the, the old school way of thinking I think um, has uh, was fine back then um, but media is changing so fast uh, And some of the powers that we are up against or some of the um, entities that um, we're up against um, are big global players. So I think we've got to play a wise local game and at least have a lot of conversations. And that was music to the ears of media company bosses at the time. Since then they've
2: had some conversations and Chris Farfoy's been lobbied even harder to make more public money available to private media companies or to tilt the media market in their favour a little. The Minister was in the room as an observer when New Zealand On Air met with news executives from major media companies recently. and Those discussions weren't on the record but we do know that pleas for help were made and their financial woes were hammered home. And last Thursday, the pressure on Chris Farfoy was cranked up by MediaWorks, the owner of TV channels including three and the other half of the nation's radio stations. First, there was an article based on an interview with MediaWorks chief executive Michael Anderson, which appeared on the spin-off website. In it, Mr Anderson complained that state-owned TVNZ was aggressively commercial in the market at the expense of the industry. And he told the spin-off it's not just his company that could be a casualty,
0: but our entire democracy. A democratic government has to protect democracy. A government would need to do what it needs to do to make sure that there's news diversity. And certainly, the government could never find itself in a situation where there's a monopoly on broadcast news. It doesn't work for democracy.
2: Michael Anderson also urged the government to make TVNZ's main channel, TVNZ1, non-commercial. And that's not a new call. Previous bosses at MediaWorks have called for this many times because it would immediately boost MediaWorks' bottom line and their prospects. And interestingly, it's also a long-standing policy plank of Labour's coalition partner New Zealand First who would want to say in whatever media funding policy the minister does settle on. Now, the author of the spin-off piece, Duncan Greaves, said that MediaWorks' sustained losses in television could even mean the closure of the company's
0: TV channels sooner rather than later. Judging by the demeanour of our media executives... That point is closer than any of them would like to admit. However, the chief of MediaWorks
2: News Operations had no qualms about admitting that in a piece published on his own News Hub website the very same day. Under a picture of a shattered TV set and the headline, The
0: Problem with News in New
2: Zealand, MediaWorks chief news officer Hal Crawford said
0: this. I'm angry that my newsroom, News Hub, is part of a business struggling to keep its head above such polluted waters. Like his boss, Hal Crawford blamed TVNZ for fouling the nest. They inherited their infrastructure and audience from a public broadcaster and pretended for a few years to be a commercial enterprise. But when the going got tough, instead of shrinking, they were allowed to act in a non-commercial way. And echoing his own boss, Michael Anderson, Hal Crawford said this. Unfortunately, all the clichés about the free press and democracy are right. We need news to keep this lemon on the road. So,
2: that's two Australian executives at the top of New Zealand's biggest private broadcasting company, clearly not happy with their lot here or the media landscape, and they both want the government to change it without delay. And one of their loudest local news voices at MediaWorks got the memo.
3: Mr Farfoy, please help us. Climate change, yes. The climate has changed. You're doing. Don't kill us at the same time. Change the game. Make it fairer, please. But David vs Come on, man.
2: The AM show host Duncan Garner there, calling out Chris Farfoy, a former TVNZ rival, when both of them were reporters in the Parliamentary Press Gallery just ten years ago. And Duncan Garner echoed his own bosses about the other media being in the same boat.
3: It means the level playing field has disappeared, gone. Much harder for three to survive, but not just us. This is not sour grapes. NZME, Fairfax, we can only contract. We we, we can't compete. We can't compete when the other guy's rules are, are different. Ultimately we die. Now, the message wasn't
2: subtle and the target was obvious, but to reinforce it, the AM show turned down the lights in the
3: studio. I have a challenge for the Broadcasting Minister, Chris Farfoy. Um, Step in and save New Zealand television and New Zealand news channels before it's too late and, and the lights somehow go out. Oh, it's too late. (laughs) But, Chris, I know you're up for this. There's money in the kitty. Going back to the bad old Stalinist days of Putin's channel only and no-one else sort of exists, it's simply not an option, surely. You've got to help. Now,
2: it remains to be seen just how persuasive the Broadcasting Minister finds this argument. Almost 30 years ago, the government did step in to change the law when the first version of TV3 nearly went under, trying to compete with the former market monopolist TVNZ, which certainly did act aggressively against it back then. The law was changed back then to allow foreign owners to buy TV3 and keep it, and competition, alive in the TV marketplace. But that was in the days long before the internet and video on demand, and Sky TV was merely a bold and loss-making idea. But after years of accusing the industry's critics of talking too much about its problems, it's extraordinary now to see a company using its own outlets to do the same and to force them into the face of the government at the same time.